Main Street to Wall Street, global business celebrity and former Fortune 100 C-suite executive Jeffrey Hazlett takes you inside the good, the bad, and the ugly of businesses today. Saddle up. It's time for All Business with Jeffrey Hazlett. How can we future-proof our business? In the past few weeks, everyone has adapted to a new way of doing business. Transformation has become more of a mainstream word, and my next guest can expand on that as well as the trifecta for success in the space. Lisa Levy is the founder and CEO of L-Cube Consulting and the author of Future Proofing Cubed, the definitive guide to improving productivity, refining processes, and bolstering profitability. And we talk about that in this upcoming episode. Lisa, welcome to All Business with Jeffrey Hazel. Good morning, Jeffrey. Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. I love having you. It's so great to have you. You're one of our Thought Council members. You're so active in our network. And are you finding value in it? I love this network. I have in the last 90 days met more people who are willing to talk and share ideas and build off of each other. It is, it's transformative. Yeah, it's kind of cool. You know, and I first met you, I, I love it. We fact, we met at a mixer in Phoenix of one of our C-suite network groups. And, you know, within a couple of days, you were active, you jumped in head first, and you've been going to town ever since. I absolutely did. The network opened itself up and you had me, you know, like on a plane within days uh, to sit and do an interview in New York. That's right. You filmed. And of course, you got a best-selling book and you were number one bestseller, I think, in six or eight categories on Amazon. You've hit that a number of times. You've kept that up, which I got to congratulate. That's not an easy thing to do in today's world to be able to hit that bestseller across so many. Usually just I'm happy with one category, but you did it, I think, six or eight, maybe even more at this point. At this point, yeah, I, I think I've stopped tracking it, but it really, I think timing, you know, being um, sequestered away in our homes opened up people's, you know, need to read and consume knowledge. But the topic of the book, I think, is unfortunately, but fortunately topical. Right. Um, our world changed and how we do business is changing. And, you know, we launched that book in the middle of May as leaders were going, what do we do now? Right. Yeah, totally. I mean, you filmed right before we had the shutdown. And then, of course, here the book and future proofing. So let's talk about future proofing your business because it is apropos. Uh, we're probably going to see a second wave or a third wave. I mean, it literally looks like uh, this thing isn't going away anytime soon because of behavior and because of the nature of the virus. So that impacts business. What, what should we be doing to future proof our own businesses? So the basic idea behind future-proofing your business is really aligning your people, your processes, and your technology. As business leaders, we want to be able to do the most we can with the resources we have available. So using industry best practices, project management, process and performance management, internal controls, organizational change management, any leader can build the skills and capabilities within their organization to allow the business to adapt and thrive. Um, People are innately resistant to change, and yet change is in our face every day, and right now it's very apparent that it's in our face. But if we can build a business culture that embraces the desire to change, a leader can do anything. 
and the people will go along with them for the ride and help them do amazing things. So in large organizations, those you know, best practices I talked about are often developed as functions. Big corporations have a department focused on project management, on organizational change. When I brought this offering of adaptive transformation to market for smaller companies, the idea is to take those best practices and go horizontally across the business. Yep. Build those skills, those capabilities within all of the employees so that when an idea presents itself, you can take action immediately. Yeah, it's a little bit more than jack of all trades. You really have to say, hey, these are real good skill sets. And, and I think what you're saying, and for those of you who haven't been in large companies like myself and others, I mean, we, we call these functions. You call HR a function, you call finance a function, you call those business functions. And then you, you, you layer those as a matrix across the entire organization. You're deep in one silo, but that silo then spreads itself across the entire base of employees. And, and in small business, like I love that you're saying, look, we got to find those things, pinpoint those functions, and then take them across everyone because everyone's got to have some knowledge base in this. Absolutely. And really, it's about breaking silos. Yeah. Those capabilities should not be discrete in one team. They should be part of the culture. Um, everybody should know how to plan work. Um, and know how to start something and get it through to completion, right? Get a project done. Everybody should understand that if you're bringing and changing something about how business works, there are people who are going to be afraid of that. They are going to think that their value proposition is being you know, challenged and where are they going to be six months from now? Well, if we treat people well and we go through the organizational change experience, People get on, get on the bus. They want to participate because they understand that the future, their job is going to be easier. They're going to be able to do more things. The, the differences aren't a threat. They're an opportunity to do great, you know, great things. Well, I, and I think that's a really thing. What does adaptive transformation mean? Adaptive transformation is our framework, and it is how we take those best practices that I talked about and bring them to our clients and to you know, the smaller middle market in that different way. Um, adaptive transformation helps us you know, affect corporate culture and bring about the skills and capabilities to do ensure that the right people are doing the right work and that the company is using its technology to enable its business, right? The technology isn't wagging the dog it's actually supporting and making sure that business is done well. Right. Um, I want to come back in just a second. I want to ask you how you do that because I think that's important to be able to do, but I got to take a quick break. I'll be right back after this message. C-Suite Radio. Hey, we are back and we are live. This is uh, Jeffrey Hazlett with All Business with Jeffrey Hazlett right here on C-Suite Radio. I've got Lisa Levy, the founder and CEO of L-Cube Consulting, author of the book, Future Proofing. And we're talking about how to future-proof your business. And we all need that right now, uh, not just with COVID, but you know other things that are going to be popping up along this. And COVID is going to lead us to other kinds of issues and problems and challenges as we make a digital transformation, because most of us have got to make that digital transformation. So we were right before the break, we were talking about adaptive transformation and what that means. And you're, it's your process to bring these changes into the business. So how, what are some of the ways in which you can do that? 
So we approach each engagement specifically for the needs of the client. You know, what are the problems that they're having? Um, the things that keep leaders up at night and we hone in and start to solve problems. Um, looking at people, understanding their capabilities and what they have and what they might be lacking and putting in place training plans or building, you know, bringing in new people and new talent if that's really the gap is, is that significant. But then aligning those capabilities within people to their processes. Um, how do they do their work? Is it effective? Is it efficient? We will bounce those against benchmarks, um, standards that exist in industry to make sure that they are investing the time in doing work that is adding value ultimately to a customer, right? Yeah. What's the point in doing something if it's not driving a value for your customer that, you know, that's actually wasteful to the business. And then we look at the technology used in the company to see if it is actually supporting those people and processes to make things happen faster. So there are different layers. Mm -hmm. So I was going to imagine, do they, you, you mentioned that you help them know, you know, solve the problem. Do they always know what the problems are? They know what the symptoms of the problems are. Yeah. Uh, it can sound like, you know, we keep doing the same thing over and over again. We thought we solved the problem. And then six months later, you know, our, our profits are down, our expenses are up. And so you know, there's a part of this process that is, you know, doing some root cause analysis and understanding really what's happening in the organization. Um, we have tools that we use to, uh, you know, really understand that um, interview processes that start with the C-suite and then go down and out through the business. And we will show, you know, visual representations and say, Hey, C-suite, this is what you think is happening. Yeah. And in reality, you know, next slide, here's what's actually going on in your environment. How often are those aligned? They, yeah, you're, you're making a cross here for those of, right. uh, on a podcast. We can't just make it. We have to explain what we're talking. Yeah. We, we, so we, the we answer to hand. the question, right, is they, <laughs> they never actually align. Um, yeah. And the challenge with that, right, is everything starts with the tone at the top. Mm -hmm. And leaders really have great vision. And more often than not, they have a really clear picture of what it looks like to achieve and actualize that vision. But as it's communicated down and out through the organization, it gets lost and the communication isn't always bi-directional. The feedback from, you know, from the team doesn't always get back up as honestly and transparently as it probably should. And no, so we have that ability to go in and really paint the picture of what they think is going on versus what really is. And then we build a plan to you know, bring those together. Yeah. Well, they filter it. I call it filtering. You get, when you're at the C-suite, everything is filtered to you. And, and, you know, that's why it's important for you to get out of the C-suite. And, you know, I used to go work, say, for instance, when we were launching printers at Kodak, I'd go work at Best Buy. I'd put on a blue shirt and I'd go work at Best Buy and I'd get to see. So when someone said, they'd say, oh, Jeff, this is what the customer's thinking. Uh-uh. No way, Jose. I saw it. I know what they're thinking. I know their problems, right? And, and that happens. How, how can you remove some of those filters or can you, and, and do you do this in this process? Absolutely. Right. Opening up communication and making it, you know, real part of it is, you know, the boring stuff, right? Some of it's, yeah. you know, tied to metrics and things that, you know, are you achieving goals? But if you aren't, why? And being able to peel that back and look at 
um, the challenges that are happening so that you can retune how you do work. So to break down those filters that you're talking about, right, it's about creating forums for open communication. Um, Some of that can be the idea of having a team focused on ideation, right, to drive for the future. What are those things that we should be doing to, to make business better? Is it a new product? Is it a new service? Is it getting rid of products or services that have been around for a long time that aren't doing what they need to be doing for us anymore because our customers no longer find value in them. Um, Sometimes those are the hardest conversations to have because those things um, have been built over time and they may be the pet project of a a leader or it may be the thing that made that leader an actual leader. And so those conversations, right, there, those crucial conversations, but there are ways to have them that are meaningful, and opening up the dialogue and having opportunities that are recurring and regular lets everybody feel more comfortable saying things like, you know, this baby might be ugly. Yeah. Yeah. Which, which there are some babies that are ugly, you know, it happens yeah, exactly without question. I know my own baby pictures, but Hey, <laughs> what, what gets in the way, what gets in the way of people getting this done in future-proofing the business, what gets in their way? The first obstacle is probably really just being self-aware and being willing to kind of turn that mirror and look at what's, what's real um, and hear some feedback that may be a little uncomfortable and to be willing and have the you know, emotional fortitude and integrity to say, I want it to be better. I want it to be different. And that's, you know, that's not always easy. Um, we don't like to admit in, you know, word I've never used so much in business, but recently vulnerability, mm. right? We are human and we do, you know, sometimes get that tunnel vision of, you know, I have this great idea. I'm going with it. We're moving forward. And you stop to look to your left and your right to see if it's actually being, you know, how it's received and if that your reception is meaningful or let alone positive. So, you know, being willing to get some tough feedback is a really big obstacle. Let's take a quick break. We'll be right back after this. C-Suite Radio. Hey, this is Jeffrey Hazlett. You're live casting with us right now on Facebook and LinkedIn. Thanks so much for joining us as we're taping an episode of All Business with Jeffrey Hazlett live right here on Facebook and LinkedIn. And we're talking with Lisa Levy. She is the author of the book, Future Proofing. She's out of Phoenix. If you're ever in Phoenix, stop by and see her. I'm sure she knows a good margarita, a good place to have some good Southwest cooking down there. But nonetheless, you want to talk about her business, uh, L-Cube Consulting. And of course, she's the author, as I mentioned, of Future Proofing Cubed. The Definitive Guide to Improving Productivity, Refining Processes, and Bolstering Profitability. And we're talking about future-proofing your business. And is, you know, we talked a little bit about what businesses do to, if they make mistakes and what kinds of mistakes they are. Are there, are there better businesses or worse businesses for future-proofing their business? You see a trend? Is it businesses that are doing well, they do okay with it? Businesses doing poor? I mean, which ones, which ones are, are the best at it? 
The ones that are best at it are the ones that are innovative leaders to begin with. Um, You have a, a mindset of wanting to continuously improve. That is, I think, the key to ultimately being successful at future proofing, right? Understanding and knowing that what we're doing today is not going to sustain tomorrow. And then, you know, a year from now, it's going to have to continuously change and morph to address the needs of the economy, of the customer base. And those are the companies and the leaders that are most receptive to the idea of future proofing. Businesses that are having troubles then it might be struggling at a point in time may have the greatest need but sometimes are the hardest sell because they have to admit that there's a problem yeah that's the first or an opportunity yeah kind of almost like being an alcoholic you got to admit you got a problem first you know i i mean when you look at it you you know you don't know what you don't know and if you don't have those core understandings of who you are and looking in the mirror and asking yourself the right questions. It's pretty tough. It is tough. And, you know, consultants don't always have the best reputations, Mm -hmm. right? You know, when you talk about some of the larger consulting models that we all know their names and they're out there and they have a brilliant thing that they do, but they really want to engage in an environment forever, And with our approach, we really want to build self-reliance in our client base and teach them how to do these things for themselves so that they can grow and evolve over time. You know, my favorite customers and clients, we come back occasionally and solve different problems with them, but we're not trying to embed a team that's going to be there for the next 20 years. So getting them to understand that we really are a partner and we are investing in their future, not just our future. So how have you future-proofed your own business? I mean, with consulting, you mentioned consultants. I mean, that's, that's changed a lot. Business up or down for you? Business right now is up. Yeah. Business is absolutely up and it's, you know, our world exploded in so many different ways. But it's also about, I think, the partnership that we can build to um, help navigate this uncertain time, this you know, disruption that was unplanned, unwanted, and totally unexpected. Yes, you know, for me, for my team right now, business is up, and that's wonderful for us, but that means that our client base is having troubles. Yeah. So it's a double-edged sword. Let's get back to understanding the realization that you don't know you have a problem. Okay. So what, so what do I need to do to either figure out, do I have a problem or am I safe? Am I okay? Am I not okay? What should I be asking myself as a business leader right now? As a business leader right now, I think the key questions are, are you doing what you need to be doing? Mm -hmm. Are you hitting your goals? Are you achieving, you know, those objectives that you set forth? It's a tough set of questions right now because the rules changed. But with that, you know, are the people in on my teams, are they okay? Mm-hmm. How are they getting through, you know, the uncertainty right now? And really turn, I guess I would call it, you know, the flashlight or the spotlight inside and look and see if everybody is okay. Mm-hmm. And that's a fluffy, soft kind of statement, but everything is so different than it was four months ago 
that our top performers may be struggling and they may not know how to communicate that. But there are symptoms and things that we see when you know a person who is always highly engaged, um, contributes, delivers, and does all of these things is suddenly very quiet. Why? What's happening? And it's it's not, you know, this advice is not what I would have said 90 days ago, but it really is start with your people and are they okay? Yeah, and I think you've got to look at where your risks are as well. I mean, don't don't we have to do that? We really got to take a look at our risk and where we're at because, you know, yesterday I've got another business that I'm chairman of and we lost a pretty big client that we were doing great with. I mean, it was amazing work that we were doing and yet they're hitting the wall with COVID on sales and they're concerned and they had to cut everything back by 30%. Yeah. And and so we got caught into that. So should we be taking a look at what our risks are? I mean, should we, as part of that future proofing, I would look at my profitability. Where's most of my business coming from? Am I at risk? You know, look at my people. You know, am I at risk? Look at my processes. Am I at risk? You know, what's going to break down? Well, I think in, you know, in the last 90 to 100 days, our risks have become very self-apparent. I think that, you know, there are businesses that were challenged to make the pivot to go remote. How do you actually do that? Um, You know, I'm thinking it's not of a client, but of, you know, a vendor that I interact with locally they were not able to take their telephone system to a work at home solution. So if you're trying to contact them, you're leaving a message. Yeah. Somebody's dialing into voicemail, getting that message, right? So they had a critical failure because their business is actually driven by their call center Mm. and they can no longer um, interact with their, you know, their customer base in a less than 24 hour window of time. It's crazy. So yes, you know, risk-based assessment is always a really good place to start because those are the things that if you shore them up, right, you are, you are protecting your business. The other perspective that I think is really important right now is to think from the outside in. Really look at what your customers and your clients need yeah. to weather this storm. So if you have products or services that add no value today, Maybe you need to invest less time and energy into those and pump up other things that under you know traditional circumstances weren't as interesting to your clients and customers. Well, that is a big, that's a big gem right there. Outside in. So many of us look at our own processes and try to make our customers adapt to us rather than the other way around. Big, big problem. Have to be customer centric. One of the beautiful things in the work that we do in thinking from that perspective of the outside in when you're putting your customer at the center of everything and then you look at your internal processes and take them apart, it's really amazing how much you can simplify, how much process we've built over time inside for the sake of building process that adds no value to the customer. But if you turn it all around and look from the customer perspective exclusively, you can get rid of so much overhead in terms of activities that drive no actual results it's amazing. It's a, uh, it is amazing. And thank you, Lisa, for joining us today right here on All Business with Jeffrey Hazel. We're talking to Lisa Levy, the founder and CEO of L-Cube Consulting and the author of Future Proofing, Future Proofing Cubed. And I'm so dyslexic when it comes to verbal dyslexia. That's my problem. I, may, I make words up. But Lisa, what a pleasure to have you with us uh, today right here on All Business with Jeffrey Hazel. 
on C-Suite Radio. Thank you, Jeff. Awesome time. Hey, at the end of every show, I like to talk about what I learned. And I will tell you, there's a troll under every bridge. All right. We all got bridges. We all got places we got to go. We got to get from one place to another. And there's a troll there. Trust me, everyone. There's always a troll. There's always uh, the, the, there's always someone, you know, that's going to get you or some problem. That's what I'm talking about. Not a person they need to say. But you need to be looking, as she said, outside in to your business. And that's what you should be doing as a C-suite leader is looking from the outside in and not so much the process inside out. You know, you got to do that. That's going to get better. Your team will really focus on that, but someone's got to always be looking outside in and look at future proofing your business. And that's what that's about. So that was a good lesson today from Lisa. Hey everybody. Thanks so much for tuning in and listening to us. We appreciate it so much. I can't tell you how grateful I am to have you as a listener. And I thank you. Um, from the bottom of my heart and, you know, for my wallet too. There you go. Right here, All Business with Jeffrey Hazlett and C-Suite Radio. Thanks for listening. You're listening to All Business with Jeffrey Hazlett, brought to you by C-Suite Radio, a podcast network featuring today's top business experts and is part of the C-Suite Network, the world's most trusted network of C-Suite executives. Find this and other business podcasts on c-suiteradio.com. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.